Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Much like the Battle of the Dactyl in Mount Ada, here comes Dyson Pipes coming to you from the West Cabin. What's going on, Chris? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. Uh, you can find us on the Instagrams, the chat boxes, the Twitter verses, and the Ugrams, and the Reddits. What's the Battle of Dactyl? Uh, it's from uh, the Demon Wars saga, from R.A. Salvatore. Very prehistoric. Yeah, the, the yeah. Demon Dactyl. It's actually a pretty good story. It's about a, a church... Uh, that tries to overreach a crumbling government during a goblin war. Hmm. And the head of the church ends up becoming possessed by a demon. And the only pious priest left becomes a heretic. It's like a two-book, big-book saga okay. that takes place, I think, uh, I don't think it's Forgotten Realms. I think it's a independent universe, perhaps. Okay, But uh, R.A. Salvatore uh, does all Forgotten Realms books. Do you think he has eggs in his gravy? I hope not. Probably not, right? I think there's only one Italian in this planet, or any other, that yeah. puts hard-boiled eggs in their gravy. Son of a bitch. Uh, this is, of course, the Dyson Pipes radio program. Uh, what's going on? I, you got the lighter. You fixed your lighter after a little incident. You dropped it uh, last week. I'm sorry? I dropped it. You dropped it. I dropped it out of your hands. <laughs> Across the room. <laughs> when it hit the wall 10 feet away. I, I felt like I had to defend myself. And by the way, I just want to point out, look who's made an appearance today. Yeah. All right. So let's not disparage. No, no, no. Let's try and... He looks very attentive today. Well, of course, we're talking about uh, Barry Druckheimer, the Well, I'm not going to lie. After producer. that episode, I called him. Yeah? And found out why the fuck he wasn't here? No, I told him that you were talking shit about him. Good. See? Dude, look at him. He's ready to go. He's on the ball. I'm telling you. I, I, I put that motherfucker in his place. I said, look, I'm okay with you. Brian, not happy. <laughs> not fucking happy. Not and, happy. And who wants to fuck <coughs> with the seven-foot giant? <coughs> Nobody. That's, that's what I've learned. That's right. Nobody, including right. Barry. So now Barry is on his toes. He's ready to go. He's here. He's at your beck and call. That's what he told me. I was watching TNT the other day. Not Dynamite, the the, the TV station, TNT. And I was watching uh, AEW, All Elite Wrestling. It's a new, uh, a new wrestling franchise. It's going up against the WWE. It'll fail. I don't know. It was pretty good. Really? It was pretty good. Dude, how does anything go up against like a, like an established... Mega corporation. I think a lot of people are not happy with WWE these days. Why? 
Um, they're very um, commercial, PC. But that's the world we live in, right? Okay. But it's I'm gonna be very hard going against that. Like yeah. trying to buck that trend. I don't think that pendulum really is swinging back in the other we'll direction. We'll see. I enjoyed it. Okay. I enjoyed it. What makes it non-PC? Um, you know, they haven't really gotten into anything yet. It was only their second broadcast, I think. Okay. So they, they're still kind of like establishing characters. So right. I haven't, you know, I don't really know too much about it, uh, but they have a lot of really good talent. Okay. Um, Who, the, who's running this? What's it called? E what? AEW. AEW. I don't know who the I don't remember who the official owner is, but I know uh remember Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream? Yeah, baby. The American Dream. No. He had the polka dots. He wore polka dots. Yeah. Well, his his son, Cody Rhodes, I know it's like a big muckety muck in that promotion. And uh Jim Ross, okay. the voice of WWE, is now the voice of AEW. What is he like a ringside announcer? Yeah. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. He had the cowboy hat. I don't know. How do you not watch wrestling? Because I like to watch reality. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. It's it's fake. Wait, hold on. Should I even say that? You might have to edit that out. Maybe there are people who are listening to the show. No, they got rid of kayfabe a long time ago. Got rid of who? Kayfabe. Uh, making it people think it was real. Wait, so now it, it's done in a way that... It's like all tongue in cheek. Like they know that you know that they are fake. Right. But it's not really fake. Like these guys still get hurt, like broken necks, broken backs. People have been uh, paralyzed. You know, it, it's still real, but it's, it's but they're orchestrated. Getting, they're getting injured by accident. Right. Okay. But like, you know, you can't work a getting hit in the head with a steel chair. Like it's still a steel chair and it's still hitting you in the head. No, really? Yeah. So they're taking like metal folding chairs, yes, and still slamming guys in the head. Yeah, but their hands are up, so they they yeah, kind of like they deflect yeah. it, but it's still like you're still getting hit with the yeah. metal chair. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. like they're not wrestling on a trampoline; it's a piece of plywood. Like it still hurts. Yeah, but it's got a lot of give to it. You watch those yeah. guys hit; like there's some like significant bounce. So that thing is padded. Yeah. You know. I right. would want to take a bump on it. That's all I know. I think it would be fun. I think it would be a lot of fun. Okay. No, you don't think it would be fun? It would be fun. It would be fun. I I don't want to get fucking thrown around by some, like, you know, Andre the Giant motherfucker. But I could see that being... Like, that's something that... um, Yeah, I could see myself... Like, if I was, uh, like, 18 years old again, like, I I would get in the ring with somebody and just, like, fuck around like that. Like, that would be a good time. I was part... Of a Ooh. backyard wrestling league. No, you weren't. Yes. I could totally see this. <laughs> uh, my character's name was Gigantor. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had uh, some of our more famous matches. We did a ladder match where I almost broke my leg. Uh, we had a Winter Wonderland match. Wait, hold on. So what's a ladder match? What is that? Uh, so we hung the championship belt uh Suspended from a tree, and you had to use a ladder to climb up and, and get it. Okay. All right. Um, so I was climbing, trying to get it, and somebody kicked the ladder, and my leg went no. through the rung, and I landed on top. I landed on top of my leg in between the the hinges of the ladder. 
Now, when you were down, like writhing in pain, I was like, "Wow, this smarts." What was was it, all the people who were around watching? Did they think, "Damn, this dude is really fucking selling it," or did they realize that you were actually hurt? Um, well, we were filming it, so they they couldn't, you know, they they you can't break kayfabe. So, motherfucker dropped an elbow around my head. Kayfabe. Yeah, now, kayfabe. What does this stand for? Killer fabulous. Like, what's <laughs> kayfabe? I'm not sure what it actually stands for, but like, I'll give you an example. Uh, Hexaw Jim Duggan. Ho! He got busted uh, with the Iron Sheik. Uh-huh. Or fuck you in the ass and make you humble. That guy. Uh, in uh, by the police, and they had uh, I think cocaine in the car. Okay. And they got in more trouble because they were riding together than they did for having the cocaine. Because in kayfabe, they were enemies. They were fighting each other. So why would they be in the same car? Because they were traveling together to the, the stadiums. But they would take two separate cars. Yeah, they didn't have the money to do that, so they carpooled. And when when Vince McMahon found out that they were together, he was obviously upset about the cocaine, but he was really upset that the news reported that they were together in a car. How would they be together in a car when they're feuding with each other? Right, yeah. Why would they be in right. a car together? It was a bad decision. The very poor But they were, they were programmed together, so they all their matches were together, so they were just traveling together. Okay, all right. So that's fair. They were carpooling. Yeah. Just trying to save some coin. Right. Who cares that they had Coke in the car? Right. That was secondary. That we'll, was still, that was we'll still a problem. That. It was still a problem. But, but a not, minor one. Right. Compared to, like, you don't, you don't break the illusion. So who coined this kayfabe? I don't know. I don't know where it came from. It's interesting. And I, like, it's hard to Google because I'm not sure how they spell it. I don't know if it's like K-A-Y-F-A-B-E, if it's the letter K. F A B E, um, but regardless, uh, kayfabe ah in professional wrestling. Oh, K A Y F A B E, all one word, noun, U.S. informal. Oh, it's informal, as opposed to a formal definition. Right. Yes, that would lead into our toast. In professional wrestling, the fact or convention of presenting staged performances as genuine or authentic. And then Wikipedia has a huge write-up on it. <laughs> in professional wrestling, kayfabe is the portrayal of staged events within the industry as quote-unquote real or true, specifically the portrayal of competition, rivalries, and relationships between participants as being genuine and not of a staged or predetermined nature of any kind. The term kayfabe has evolved to also become a code word of sorts for maintaining this quote-unquote reality within the direct or indirect presence of the general public. Interesting. Right. Kayfabe. Like Undertaker is famous for living his gimmick. He is always the Undertaker all the time. So he lives kayfabe. Even in real life. Not anymore. I, th- I don't think so much anymore. He's retired now. But yeah, he would. Well, maybe he's the retired Undertaker. Right. Like uh, when McMahon decreed that everyone wear business suits to like events and pressings and stuff like that, Undertaker was exempt from that. He would wear that long, like, black yeah. gown that he wore. Trench coat. It wasn't a gown? Did he come out with the snake? Did he have the snake, like, wrapped nope, around his that neck? that was Jake the Snake. Oh. See, you're doing this on purpose. You know who Jake the Snake is. And you know who Undertaker is. You're just trying to get my goat. That's what you're trying to do. It's what? all right, though. It's all right. What do you... Uh, so, AEW. Yeah. Uh, all Elite Wrestling. Very good. I okay. recommend it. You can watch it on YouTube, I believe. It's on YouTubes. Yes, all the tubes. Not just YouTube, but all the YouTubes. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm asking the questions. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking for answers. I don't know what's happening. That's it. I'm just looking for answers. What? AEW against WWE on TNT. Yes. Okay. AEW Dynamite. That's what they call it. All Elite Wrestling. Marvelous Florida Dynamite. <laughs> what? Uh. Whoa. Woo. You all right? I almost burned myself. I almost what? set myself on fire. What are you smoking over there? I have Hearth and Home Magnum Opus. First time I've tried this. It's really good. It's not as strong as like a nightcap. It's it's a lot more subtle. But so far, I think like the flavor. I don't know. It's got like better flavor. If that makes any sense. Excuse me. And uh, you are pairing that with. Oh, I'm sorry. What are you smoking that out of? What is the vessel in which the tobacco is held? Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to. Get the essence of the flavor mm. from the tobacco. Okay. No, it's really good. Uh, I have this in my Rossi author, and I'm pairing this with my Ardbeg, 10 years old. Which is very Ardbeg. Good. Ardbeg. Which I'm starting to learn, not to cut you off, but I'm starting to learn that if you have... I predominantly drink whiskey, so I'm just going to speak to whiskey. If you have a whiskey that is a stronger whiskey, like very peaty... You know, that's just like a heavier whiskey. You have to. I mean, you could do whatever the fuck you want, but you'd be wrong. But you have to smoke like an English or a Balkan. Right. This has got to be able to cut through. It's got to stand up to the whiskey. Exactly. You know, um, they have to be complementary characters in this marriage. Um, if you try to go a Virginia with this whiskey, dude, it's going to drown it out and it's not going to be good. And vice versa. If you try to do like a heavy. I, actually, I could see it working in the other direction. You you drink a lighter alcohol. You could smoke a heavier tobacco, but for some reason, it just does not work in the other direction. Right. Right? You can't drink something that's very heavy and peaty, smoky, and try to enjoy a lighter tobacco, like a Virginia. It's just, to me, it's not going to work. It's going to drown out the flavors, and you're not going to enjoy it. So anyway, I have the Arbeg 10 with the Magnum Opus English by Hearth and Home with no age on it. This is straight out of the tin. How about yourself? Uh, I am enjoying uh, the rest of this Jameson um, Super Stout Supreme, as I call it. Uh, Super Stout Supreme. Super Stout Supreme. The SSS. (laughs) Good, 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 good. Yes. Uh, And I am finishing off this uh, Odyssey. I, I like the Odyssey better than... Uh, the Arango. I think I like it better than Plum Pudding. And I'm going to order a tin of White Knight because it has been... It's been a while since we've had the White Knight, right? Almost a year. Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time. Dude, it's been a year? Um, not since... So we released in May. Right. We started recording... February? And yeah, like February, <sighs> March. Yes. No, because we, we started on my old podcast, um, and I think the last episode I recorded of my old podcast was The White Knight mm. and the Cerberus, so that would have been about a year ago. Holy shit. Yeah, so I'm going to get another White Knight uh, to compare and contrast, but I think I'm going to order some more GLPs. I've been looking at... Uh, GLPs, I've been looking at Lane Limited. Uh, I'm not interested in getting 1Q. 
Uh, but they do have an English aromatic uh, that I am interested in trying because I don't think I've ever had an English aromatic. May, uh, some people classify Gentleman Caller as an English aromatic. See, but then I've also seen some people classify that as an American. Right. So, and this is where I think, you know, there, there's very, like, um, uh, per- there's very permeable boundaries when it comes to classifying tobaccos. Like, there's a lot of tobaccos that kind of mingle between right. the different classifications. So, yeah, who the fuck knows? The Gentleman Caller is delicious. I'm very interested to try that White Knight again. I would actually try the Cerberus again because I remember that being really good too. Yeah. That was very good. Yeah, Cerberus is probably in my, would be in my rotation if I ordered enough tobacco to necessitate a rotation. Um, mm. I normally just get one tin, go through the tin, and then order something else. Right, right. And I have a couple of scraps of shit in jars. Uh, so right now the tins that I have open are this Odyssey, and I have um, Molto Dolce in a tin that's opened. And I kind of swap between those two. Which that's that's really good, too. Yeah, Molto Dolce is almost gone. So I'm on the hunt for another aromatic. Um, I like aromatics uh, in the morning after work mm-hmm. with a coffee. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of my, my aromatic scene. After work? Like at late night? No, in the morning when I get home from work. Because we work overnight, like maniacs. Right. Well, I mean, for us, it's like later in our day. That's what I meant to say. Later in our day, like but it cordial. is morning time. Yeah, like yeah. A, like that, an that evening cordial for normal people. Right. With the coffee, nice cup of yeah. coffee. Black coffee? No, with some milk and cream. I meant milk and sugar, rather. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sweet on sweet action. Sweet on sweet. Sweet tobacco with a sweet coffee. Ah, yes, yes. Got that sweet on sweet action. I like that. There is very few things that I'm turned off by in life and one for some fucked up reason is one cue. You over you over smoked. I over smoked the shit. I think I smoked like a pound of that in like a month. Yeah. I just like chimneyed the shit out of that. If and we were smart, we would have just set half of that aside and package it like drug dealers in the yeah. little baggies and done it as giveaways. Yeah, but we didn't. No. And yeah, I think I smoke way too much of that stuff too quick, and I think that's part of the problem with that uh, with that creme brulee. And I feel bad. I feel like we're like motherfucking the creme brulee. Like nobody's gonna want the creme brulee because they're gonna listen to this and be like, "Wait, these guys are like shit talking the creme brulee. Why would I even want it?" Uh, well, number one, it's free. That's true. And free is for me, with the exception of this case. I don't want it, <laughs> so I'm willing to give it away. All right. Um, in addition to that, we're gonna give away a tin of the haunting. And a uh, a personal message, maybe a map, maybe a writing sample from uh, from right. Brian here. So, whatever it is, five on the YouTube's. No, five on the Apple. Five on the Apple. We don't have YouTube yet. Uh, um, and a little email, giving us your address and who you are. Yeah. So we can come to your house and hand deliver it in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> might like, wake like up Santa in the morning. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Except unlike Santa Claus, we'll be snuggling with you in the morning. Yes. It won't be awkward. Don't no. Worry. No, you'll be we'll sandwiched between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in the three position. <laughs> uh, so we have uh, some gameplay lined up for you today. Uh, next week is going to be our Halloween episode. Uh, the day it's supposed to release is November 1st. I figure, fuck that. I'll just drop it on Halloween. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, just 
one day, you know, I'm not going to go crazy. We'll be watching Creep Show 2. Uh, so get your hands on that and watch it on a low volume or mute and then listen to our expert analysis of the movie. I'm going to be really interested. I'm curious to see what it's going to sound like to those who are not watching the movie. Well, that's, you know, the, the trick is to be watching it like the, the, the pitfall. Cause I've tried this before, mm-hmm. uh, in my other podcast, we did, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, oh, it was a fun movie. And the pitfall was we ended up just watching the movie. <laughs> And so there were like long breaks of silence. <laughs> Wait, so you watched the movie with the volume on? Uh, off with the captions. But it's such a good movie that we ended up just kind of watching it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we would forget yeah. to talk. So. No, no good. You got to watch yeah. like a horrible movie. Yeah. Which so, is, I'm assuming that's really, from my recollection of Creepshow 2, this is a horrible It's movie. horrible in a good way. It's fun horrible. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a typical like uh, like almost B-rated horror movie. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, so we have all that lined up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and I'm going to try and motor through this because I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to play Breakpoint. So I'm going to move the train along. They're doing an update today. Couldn't I'm assuming play. it's done by now. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Am I going to be able to get on home the back before the half, On the back half. What? I want to talk about our recent uh, gameplay session of Breakpoint. Okay. <laughs> and what was happening to you. Oh, dude. It was fucking horrendous. I hope they fix that with this uh, with this update. So. Onto the toast. Onto the show? Onto the toast. Oh, you have a toast? If I may, yeah. Yeah, please. I'd like everyone to raise their glasses. Including myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my glasses up. Stop staring at me. This toast goes out to those fucking people out there. And if you're listening, you might know who you are. These real fucking bougie, authoritarian, uh, better than everybody motherfuckers that... what. Continue. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, People, you probably know who these people are. Maybe you are one of these people that you need need a a dining room chair. And rather than just going to the fucking Ikea and getting a dining room chair, uh, nope, we got to go to uh, Pier 1. Or if you really want to highbrow it, uh, to, uh, I don't know, Pottery Barn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're the kind of person... Why are you looking yeah. at me when you say that? I'm not looking. I'm looking out the door. I'm looking out the door of the West Cabin as I, as I uh, coagulate my opinion. Mm. The kind of person that really has a problem. A problem, you say? With the way... <laughs> with the way... Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. With the way uh, other people do things. Because uh. it's not up to your standards. So, to the standard bearers. Why are you waving your glass? I'm I'm waiting for the clank. But we haven't discussed your toast yet, so we can't clank yet. We clank at the beginning and the end. You're you're spilling. You're spilling alcohol all over all the place. Okay. Wait, I'm I'm confused. I feel like this is you're not targeting the audience. I, I feel like this is a, a shot across the table at myself. <laughs> shot across the bow. You're going right across the bow, right? <laughs> right into the heart of your co-host. No, 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 no. This isn't about you. Um, this is about people okay. that right. set unrealistic expectations for other people. Who sets unrealistic expectations? Just because they shop at a different store 
they're setting unrealistic expectations. Listen, motherfucker. I'm just asking the question. You here. fucking made a toast about me last week. I am retaliating. Oh. That's what this is. You want the fucking truth? Here's the truth. <laughs> and I'll fucking throw you lighter again. <laughs> you broke it the last time. <laughs> it took me fucking a couple minutes to get this thing fixed. The hinges are back. Did you put like dents in the back now? Well, it adds character. There is nothing wrong. I am sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. I am sorry yes, that yes. you do not like the way I light my pipe. I am truly sorry. No, I'm fine with the way that your 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 physical being goes about lighting the pipe. I just don't like the utensil by which you light your pipe. Well, with. I'm fucking sorry. Well, you should be. You know, you you fucking all you do is stand up for Barry. Look, that useless piece of shit. You hired him. You. You hired him. Yeah. Not me. Well, we all do things in this life that we regret. <laughs> wow. You know he listens. I feel, yes, I know. I feel like uh, you disparaged my good goddamn name. That's what I feel like. All I did was point out to the listener that if they're going to embark on this journey with us, or even by themselves, let's that say- That it doesn't matter what utensils you have, you can enjoy this hobby. Yes, I agree, but at no, some don't. point- Nope. Okay, Brian, let me ask you this. How much did you pay for that big lighter? 99 cents. 90? No, not the crack lighter. Oh, I said big. How much did you pay for the Zippo lighter? 20 bucks? $75. You did not, you <laughs> blind fuck. What is it, like some Kabiki lighter? <laughs> Kabiki. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like 7 or 8 bucks. 7 $8. Yeah. Just to get a little bit of a classy lighter. You know, it seems like nowadays with... Everything that goes on with um, with YouTube and stuff, right? You see, like, all these, like, EDC videos. Everybody's carrying, like, their everyday carry. Ah, Everybody yes. loves to do pocket dumps. It's always nice to maybe, you know, spoil yourself. Look, I have nothing against smoking a cob, even though I don't own any. But I have nothing against smoking a fucking $3 corn cob pipe. If, if that's what you want to do, look, all the power to you. If you have to use a big lighter, look, that's fine too. Go to the gas station, pick your pick yourself up a, a ninety. What? Fucking eyeballing me! God damn it! <laughs> On dice of pipes, when you fuck up your words, you find yourself in a roll to drink situation. We're gonna be rolling one d twenty. Anything over a ten, you are saved. Seventeen. All right, well, at least we know that wasn't a twelve. All right, so I'm I'm joking. That's, is, that's not my toast. Th this is this is a shot. <laughs> Just not not like drinking shots. Uh, so, I oh was wait, just, that's not your toast. No, no, no. I was just fucking around. Uh, today, I would like to make a toast. I do shop at Pottery Barn. I know. <laughs> I, and and for the record, just just so we're clear, not only I can't believe I'm gonna admit this. Not only do I shop at Pottery Barn, but my kitchen table is from Restoration Hardware. Which is I, that the, the? Are you referring to the world's heaviest table? No, no, that's Pottery Barn. Oh, no, no, the kitchen table. The kitchen table, that round table, yeah. that like cool, like antique looking table. Yeah, I put that at Restoration Hardware. I did get the chairs from Pier 1. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's, here's where I'm going to extend the olive branch okay. to reunite the show. If not for my young children that destroy everything, yes, yes. I too would have fancy stuff. Listen, there is something about having children in your home that changes the way that you go about purchasing things. And now these are things our son is older. He's in the Marine Corps. He is 22 years old. 
now it's time for us to take care of Enjoy. us. Enjoy. Right? Yeah. So that's the way I yeah. look at it. So I, if I got to uh, pay $4,000 for a fucking sofa, whatever. I'm dropping so four grand. It. I don't care. What I should do is convince my wife to spend 500 on the sofa, and then I could take the $3,500 left over buy and tobacco. buy fucking tobacco. <laughs> I mean, doesn't she know where my priorities are? So uh, my toast today, much like a lot of our toasts, I've noticed, have a similar theme. And the theme seems to involve... I'm going to drink, by the way, to you pointing out my handicaps. So here, here you go. Cheers. This, uh, this toast goes out to uh, a similar theme that you see in a lot of our toasts, which involve us being out and about with our vehicles. We've mm. toasted the FDR drive. We've toasted uh, people who don't shovel shit off the top of their cars in the winter. We have toasted uh, suicide lanes. You okay? Yeah. No. Uh, we've toasted a lot of vehicle-related things. We've toasted gas stations. I'm going back to the gas station. And this is one that we've talked about before, and for some reason it just doesn't come up. I don't understand why. Why? 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 When I pump my gas, I need to watch TV. Ah, dude, don't get me fucking started. I don't understand why I need to look at what's trending with Shira Lazar. Yes. (laughs) I don't understand why I need to get the weather report. I don't understand why I need to know what the top books, movies, and TV shows are for the week. I don't understand. And it drives me fucking crazy. And it shouldn't. I understand. It sh- I, 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 it's just as easy to ignore this TV screen blaring at me. And it all started with New York City taxis. Once they put TVs in the back of their taxi cabs, so now I can watch the news rather than, God forbid, talk to the person sitting next to me, I can't take it anymore. I have this little smart telephone in my pocket uh, that is perpetually playing videos of some kind. I have videos uh, on my TV at home. I have videos playing on the computer. I have videos at the gas pumps. I don't need to be entertained 24 hours a day. And I can't take it anymore. I'm going to snap. Look, I miss the days. So you bring up the cabbie one. And I agree. That's really where this started as far as like transportation goes in the back of like yellow cabs in the city. And I miss the days. Well, you, you bring up like being in the back of a cab with a friend or maybe a loved one. And, and you don't want to be you don't want to be what um, distracted by the TV. You want to be able to have a conversation with the person that's in the back seat. I miss the days of being alone in the cab. And actually having a conversation with the cab driver. With the maniac driving the cab? Dude, because they have some unbelievable stories. They, as long as you get the right guy, um, you can really have a solid conversation with the cab driver, depending on where um, you're being taken and how long you're going to be in the car for. They had that show on HBO. What was it? Like Taxi Cab Confessions or something like that. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you're going to end up like, as a cab driver, you're going to watch somebody fuck in the back seat, but... They have seen a ton of shit, and it is always cool to pick their brains and just kind of get an idea as to like what their day is like, what they've gone through, and and hear the stories. Life, in my opinion, is all about like connecting with people, sharing stories, understanding what other people have been through. Uh, you know, really enjoying the idea that some people can't shop at Pottery Barn and others can, and uh, you know, just understanding that you're just better than everybody else. But 
Oh, no, we're talking about cab drivers and TVs. I'm sorry. Um, look, there is something to be said about the society that we live in where it has been determined by these big oil companies that when you go and pump gas, it is not enough that we've all been just inundated with smartphones. We are constantly, constantly connected to everybody and everything, right? The source of information is only a, a, a click away on your phone. Why is it, like you said, why do I have to get the fucking weather when I pump my gas, when I could just go to the Weather Channel app on my phone and get the weather? Or, I don't know, look around outside. Yeah, and as far as the weather goes, like, dude, they're always wrong. Yeah, yes. So I don't need some fucking five-day forecast at my gas station when they can't tell me what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. I don't need that. Right. Unless you have a very specific line of work, do you really give a fuck what the weather is tomorrow? No. No, I care about what the weather is right now because I'm outside in it. Exactly. You know, it's funny because up until, like, fall, right, the end of summer and fall, dude, I don't give a fuck what the weather is. And the only reason why I care about it now is because, you know, with my lawn, like, I want to know if it's going to rain because I'm sick of spending $4,000 on a fucking water bill. All I want for it is to rain. And every single time I check the weather and it says it's going to rain, it never does. Right. They're always wrong. How about this? Every day, partially sunny with a chance of precipitation. Exactly. That's all I need to see. And give me like and you a, can say that every single day. Every day. And I guarantee I'll be right more often than them. Yes, 100%. And give me like a 10-degree weather zone, like temperature zone. Right. It's going to be 65 to 75 today. Okay, I'm fine with that. I could prepare. You know, Don't tell me it's going to be 73.8. I don't fucking care because you're wrong. You're How wrong. much do you think gas would cost if they didn't have to have streaming news video screens on their gas pumps. Let's actually look at that in a different light. How much profit are they making that they feel as though they need to put fucking TVs there? Like, do you think I'm not going to go to Exxon and I'm going to go to Shell because Shell has fucking TVs? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, that is not the driving force between whether or not I'm going to get gas at one gas station over another. As a matter of fact, I look for gas stations that don't have TVs. And I've gotten to the point at the mobile that I go to that it no longer plays the videos. I think so many people have complained that they've shut the videos off. Where I go to the shell that you go to, and they still run the fucking videos. Right. And it is maddening. It drives me fucking crazy. I cannot tell you that every time... That you've really struck a nerve. I can't tell you. Every time I go in there, every time I get gas, I'm a firm believer. I leave my car on. I don't shut it off. My car's not going to explode. You know, like uh, it, like a fire isn't going to be caused because right. I left my car on. I'm not smoking a cigarette or a pipe or a cigar. Right. Like when I pull up to the gas pump, I purposely rub and generate as much static electricity yeah. as possible. I leave my car on, I light a cigarette, and then get on my cell phone at the same time. Yeah. All at once. As a matter of fact, I've seen you on your way to the gas station blow up balloons, rub them against your <laughs> hair. <laughs> oh, shit. It's coming down. Barry. Um. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I thought I thought this was the big one. Yeah, I'm sorry. We almost lost the West Cabin. Holy shit. Uh, one of my favorite things to do now with yeah. these TVs is I'll pump my gas, and then I'll hold it in my gas tank until the lady is in the middle of giving me the news, and then I'll shut her off. <laughs> like some small victory for right. you. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and I put the thing in. And in, the, in today's news... That's and it. And we're done. Yeah, like I don't need like some obscure sports highlight. Like, it gives me stadium news. 
and it gives me some fucking team that's in like the Southwest. Like I don't fucking care about the Padres versus the Cardinals. Right. I don't give a fuck. You know, I don't care. <laughs> I don't need to see what your like top book of the week is. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just I'm not into that. You know. I'm just not into that. I, Why don't you tell me what the top trending video on Pornhub is? That's I was just gonna say. Yeah, I want to make a gas station where the videos that play are porn. What's wrong with that? Nothing. What's wrong? With, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. I see. I see no problems there. So, to uh, gas station televisions, burning hell. <laughs> I hope they all catch fire and explode. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. He pulls like a branch or something and stabs himself in the hand. He takes the blood that comes out of his hand and puts it on this parchment, folds it back up and slides it back into his robes and turns around. Thank you. No. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I was ready for this like epic voice. When you turned away from the mic, I'm like, wow, th he's practiced. This is going to be great. He, uh, he turns back towards you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. What's your name, friend? My family called me Star. Is that what you go by? Is that what I should call you? Please. Thank you for your help. I, uh... I'm claustrophobic. Yeah, I got the sense that you just did not like being in that cave. No. I'm part of the monastery at the top of the mountain. A rival monastery hatched these snakes in these mountains trying to tear down our school. As the last surviving member of my monastery, I was sworn to avenge them. Well, I'm Harrison. It's a pleasure to meet you. Now that I can speak again, may I please have some food? Of course. I haven't eaten in 12 days. I'm sorry, 12 days? 12 days. Oh, let's get you fed. Thank you. We'll uh, make our way back to that campfire. Yeah. And he takes exactly one piece of jerky and nibbles on it ever so slowly, savoring every little taste. Where are you headed? Uh, we're making our way through the uh, through the mountain pass to Facebar. Interesting. Your friend here. I didn't think there was any of him left. You've seen them before? Only in books. Mm. The library of my monastery has many ancient texts. Does it now? Yes. What do they say about his kind? I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I remember seeing images of one such as him. The original inhabitants of House Dragon Watch were responsible for their creation. It is my understanding that during the Great War, many of them died. In fact, all of them died, except for seemingly your friend here. Well, research is what's leading me to Facebuyer. 
Any chance we can accompany you back to your monastery? And I can maybe spend some time taking a look at the literature that you have there. Yes, you, I'm indebted to you. Okay, so we... Um, you know, on a side note, originally when I first saw him, I was going to try to fucking kill him. Because, and, and I'm thinking, no, that's probably not a good idea. And I learned my lesson from the Warhammer campaign. Um, because the whole thing with the, uh, with the journal and see, the last thing that he has written mm. down is, oh, this man in robes. And then he's dead. I'm like, mm, not good. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you bring that up to him? Uh, we, we, I'm sure eventually okay. that'll, that'll come out. All right. So anyway, we, uh, you know, we do whatever needs to be done at, at camp. You okay. know, we eat, we kind of recover. Um, and we're going to go to this Yeah, we'll head temple? up to uh, his temple. So uh, it's it's a couple days' journey. It's not right around the corner. Right. But uh, he knows this area very well. And um, through deft movements and extremely coordinated climbing, uh, in a couple days he's able to get you quite a bit up the mountain range. Unfortunately, you're not making any forward progress necessarily. We're more going up. Um, but you end up cresting the mountains and you see this this large um, orange monastery uh, that's built into the side of the mountain and it's uh, it's semicircle in shape with the back of it being part of the actual mountain and the exterior appears to be just dozens of stone pillars that make a semicircle uh, into the mountain crossing through these pillars you see it's very sparsely decorated. Um, very, um, un, uh, not, not flashy at all. Very, um, modest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no paintings hanging on the wall. There's no statues yet. It's still very impressive looking. Uh, the stonework that is present is very intricate, uh, very, detailed and he brings you into this more or less library small there's not a lot of books in here um, but you can tell just by looking these books are old yeah and he's the only one who stays at this monastery there's nobody he's around. the only one left right he's the only one left yeah. of his peoples okay I'm gonna go pay yes I'd respond to this text from Jen. So <clears throat> he leads you into this fairly modest library. Um, and there's a series of books. Some of them are unlabeled. Some of them are labeled. All of them are extraordinarily old. Some of them, if you had to guess just by looking at them, predate some of the older books you've seen in the Imperial archives. Oh, really? They're very old. So I turned to Star. Uh, excuse me. You've obviously lived here your whole life. Yes. And your, your people were all slain by the snakes? Yes, there was a rival monastery that we believe, I believe, placed the snakes in the mountain. My next step is to find them. 
and get revenge. Who are they? Heathens, mostly. Um, believe in nothing except for power. They've been a rival of ours for quite some time. We would have fighting tournaments and typically we would best them. So they've, in my opinion, decided to cheat. I have no evidence of this except that these snakes are not native to these mountains and their symbol is a winged winged snake. So all signs point to this rival. Yes. Unfortunately, the monastery is very far away. What was this, like an annual tournament that you would meet? Once every 10 years. Once every 10 years? Yes. Where would that take place? Uh, the venues would change. Okay. In neutral territory. Right. We wouldn't do it at their monastery. They wouldn't do it here. Where's their monastery located? I don't think you'd ever heard of it, but um, it's in a mountain range to the north, very far to the north. Their uh, their monastery is in Steel Star Ridge. Mm. Steel Star Ridge. Yes. Why have I heard of that before? You have heard of it. I have. Where the fuck did I hear Still Star Ridge? Oh, boy. Ten minutes later. (laughs) I'll find it. That's even if I wrote it down. Oh, my God. You probably did. Um, When you heard of Steel Star Ridge, it was either uh, in the cave in Hexley or talking to the sisters in the swamp. Oh, my God. Is that where a portal is? Yes, it is. Thank you. They were Flint Strikers Adventure Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you want to (laughs) fight? Yes. In the cave. Steel Star. That's in Dragon Watch. Yes. Yeah. Which might be why these people know so much about Dragon Watch. Which is why who knows so much about Dragon Watch? This monastery. Right? Because he knew about the original inhabitants of Dragon Watch creating Citadel. Right. Or his, his kind, anyway. And the rival monastery is from Dragon Watch in Steel Star Ridge. Have you or your people ever been to their monastery? I haven't, but my people have. That's a long way to travel. Yes. How would they get there? We would travel west to Fort Bogtrim and either charter a ship in the coast or uh, just travel west in a caravan through the Black Hollow Timberlands.
there actually used to be a family of the original emperor from Dragon Watch. Used to be family. Yes. And what about him? It's just it's a it's a popular place uh, for the empire. Um, the weather is fairly temperate. The uh, the Hofland bloodline, I believe, resides in Dragon Watch. Would you mind if I spend some time in your archives, please? If you're interested about the Imperial lineage, there's this book here. And he pulls out a book of uh, basically birth and death records up until a certain point. Right. Yeah, I'll start with that. Okay. So he opens it up. He's like, yeah, see here, uh, the Hofland bloodline. The last living member, I believe, I'm not sure if she's still alive or not, uh, lives in three towns, which is around the coast of Lake Debrin. Okay. I feel like I'm missing something here. So the lineage for the Emperor. At some point, a couple hundred years ago, the lineage split into multiple directions. The most prominent of which are uh, the Hofland bloodline. Legend says that uh, the Hofland bloodline is the last remaining bloodline of the em original emperor's wife. So why don't they have claim to the throne? I don't get involved in worldly politics, unfortunately. And last you were told, <clears throat> this woman was still alive. At least a member of this family, yeah. Right, uh, right. Esther, I believe her first name is. Let me look at these books. Uh, I have monastery history, which doesn't seem like it would probably interest you. Um... I have information on the original rebuilding of the Imperial City. I have... Uh, you can set that one aside. I'll I'm take so a look at that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, this, is, this is probably the oldest book in the archive. It's actually a Bible. Really? Yes. Um... Yeah, I'll start with those two if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, the Bible is, I mean, unless your friend here can read this, and he hands you the Bible, if you open it, it's a lot of language that you've never seen before. Okay. I will hold it for Citadel with his yes. big yeah. dumb fingers. I don't <laughs> want him to, to touch the book. Um, so I, I open it up, and I, uh, I look at Citadel. I say, can you read this? Hmm. It's in the old language, but I don't recognize these characters. 
it might, might be, be worth holding, holding on to. to. Okay. So I look to store. Um, may I have this? Can I take this with me? I have no use for it. Okay. I'll put it in my pack. I just find a place to sit. I want to start thumbing through the uh, the history of how the Imperial Capital was built. Okay. So after the destruction of the Silver Triumph, this person, Hendrik Crestseeker, convinced himself and other people that God had abandoned them. And he installed himself as the Emperor of Debrin. And he started building the Tempestus Calaeum, which you find yourself in during dinner with the uh, High Commander of the Thunder Force. Hendrik then installed what he called the Thunder V Sanctorum, the Holy Thunder Force. Uh, and they went on a purge of the land, basically wiping out everybody uh, that was not human or dwarf. From there, he started building this city. Um, he feared things that were not um, in his opinion earthly or uh, basically magic and the entire Tempestus Calaeum is this almost anti-magic beacon uh, the way the building was constructed deep below underneath the Tempestus Calaeum itself uh, is this vicious maelstrom of uncontrolled magic that's locked away. Uh, and utilizing the energy from that is what stops any magic from existing in Debrin. So this, this building isn't just a building. It's not just the center of government. It's actually a beacon of anti-magic, at least according to these records. Uh, and the source of that energy is coming from directly below in the ruins of what was once known as the Silver Triumph. It's speculated that this unbridled magic is what causes Lake Debrin to be so volatile all the time. Based on the construction of the Empire, it's believed that underneath the lake are entrances and exits from the original Silver Triumph underneath Lake Debrin. Like caves that lead mm -hmm. in and out. Yeah. Uh, the Silver Triumph was completely, not demolished, but built on top of very thick floors, three, four feet thick concrete and cement uh, separates the chasm that was once the Silver Triumph and now the Tempestus Calaeum. So the only way to enter whatever exists of the Silver Triumph would be to go under Lake Debrin. Theoretically. Right. The person who wrote this book um, also finds the irony in the most anti-magic area of the world is controlled by the most powerful magic. Right. To stop the magic from rooting. And it was Hendrik who ordered the construction of this barrier. Yes. How long ago was that? 
the dates are a little fuzzy because this book appears to have been written in real time. Right. At, at the time it was written. Um, so the book was almost like a journal. Kind of, yeah. It was more like a textbook. Okay. Um, About current. Yeah. So if you had to guess, I mean, from what you know and what you've learned so far, the window is kind of all over the place. It could be a few hundred years up to maybe a couple thousand years. Okay. Um, the one thing that is constant is the Empire's f fixation with destroying the timeline. Okay. And what ultimately happened with Hendrik? He uh, he lived out his days as the Emperor, uh, gave birth to several children, and the bloodline continued from there. So the current Emperor is a descendant. Theoretically. But this is why the destruction of the records has made things so complicated. Underneath the surface, um, there's constant battle in the Empire over if the current Emperor is in fact the proper emperor. Right. But it's believed that the current emperor is the emperor through the crest seeker lineage. That's the belief, yes. Right. And then I'm sure there are others that feel as though the Hovland line is right well, the line that's that's entitled or the rightful heir of the throne. Not necessarily, but it is it can be drawn back to the to Hendrick's mother, her side of the family. Hendrick's mother. Yes. She was a Hovland. There isn't much written about his mother's side of the family because obviously in this kind of setup, it's all about the the males. Right. Right. Um, all right. So potentially there could have been a marriage between the Hovland family and the Crestseeker family. Right. But there's no records of that. So it's all conjecture. Right. All right. So uh, I would imagine that Star prepares some dinner for you. Um, gives you your space. Comes in uh, at some point. Asks if you are willing to eat. And he gives you a place to sleep for the night if you're interested. Yeah, that'd be great. And then uh, in the morning... Do you see yourself going to Steel Star Ridge at some point? Am I going there at some point? Yes. Oh, 100%. Is it now? Not, no, I'm not like changing my... Can I join you in your journey? And you're going to abandon your monastery? There's nothing left for me here. Just vengeance. I don't see why not. Thank you. He grabs a piece of parchment and starts writing. And uh, before he finishes writing, he looks at you and says, I hope you don't take this any other way, but I'm indebted to you. Uh, and until such time that I've repaid my debt, this must remain in effect. And he signs this piece of parchment and it's another vow of silence. No, come on. And he puts it in his pocket and he bows to you. And... He grabs his things, and when you're ready to leave, he is ready to leave. And I'm ready to leave. What are we going to do, burn this fucking place down? Funny you say that. Nah, stop it, really? 
Uh, no, it's made of stone. You can't burn it down. Right, right. Um, so the the library does not have an extraordinary amount of books. It wouldn't be unreasonable to take at least a majority of the books if you wanted. Yeah, to. I was about to say I'm going to try to get my hands on as many books, at least the ones that seem interesting okay. to me. Okay. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I'll grab whatever I can carry. All right. As you're uh, going through the books and uh, sliding them in your bag or, or whatever, um, a slip of paper slides out of one of the books. Doesn't happen to have a wax seal on it, does it? Sure does. I bend down and pick it up. Are you going to open it? Yes. Here's what's written on it. It has happened. Our love has betrayed us. We cannot suffer betrayal. First our kinsman, then our son, now our love. The eternal mind has shown us the truth. Hendrik must die. We will kill him. We will be the traveler. Before she died, she made us enchanted objects. Now we return to Silver Triumph. Now we end it. Signed, Grayson Crestseeker. Here's what you have so far. Can you read that one more time? I'm going to read all of them that you have. Dead. They're all dead. The blasphemers and worms are all dead. The Great One made sure of it. He showed me the way. Years I spent preparing the blast. Years I spent following God's instruction to the last detail. Now I begin rebuilding. In his image. A young elf girl took me as her husband. I'm sure my family is dead. Too bad, but for the best. They were pious and God-fearing. They're in a better place. The great beyond. I would like to join them, but the elder one has more work for me. The next one. As the sun dips below the horizon, the tainted beasts prowl the holy lands. We allow the filthy to desecrate this place and covet others and covet gems. I hear our Lord. He speaks to me in the darkness of my own thoughts. Forever watchful, our Lord has shown me the future. He has shown me the death of the silver triumph. These vermin who come to this hallowed ground to squabble over material matters irritate the Great One. Something must be done. And the newest one you got. It has happened. Our love has betrayed us. We cannot suffer betrayal. First our kinsmen, then our son, now our love. The eternal mind has shown us the truth. Hendrik must die. We will kill him. We will be the traveler. Before she died, she made us enchanted objects. Now we return to Silver Triumph. Now we end it. Signed, Grayson Crestseeker. Uh, and it's important to note that these have been relayed to you in the order in which you found them. Right. So obviously not in chronological order. No. And your gauntlets are very interested in you finding the next one. Oh, Esther. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's my that's my arrow connection here. <laughs> that's with fucking fifty fucking thousand lines in it. <laughs> yeah, because I had images of her in the rocking chair. Yes. And it's the same time and that I had images about this parchment. Yes. And now we know where she lives. In three towns. Yes. Which is 
on the complete opposite side of the fucking world that I'm headed in. Yes. <laughs> oh, but man. in the same direction as Steel Star Ridge. That is correct. Mm. And now you have a monk who has a vow of silence. Good. But he can break a snake's neck. Can't wait for me. Now the next episode, all I'm going to do is just ask him questions. <laughs> and have you snake puppet his fucking hands. Uh, and I think that is where we will stop. Yeah, it's a good spot. Oh, my God. All right. We are back. Uh, real quick. Let's talk about Breakpoint. New update. I'm dying to see what's going on with it. Um, but we, uh, you and I, and our third uh, undisclosed friend went on very high-end tactical missions. Yeah. Uh, we were flying in, para parachuting in, really taking it to the wolves. There was one member of our team mm -hmm. that was really holding us back. I'm sorry you were holding us back. Uh, now, normally... It is not this person. Normally, to be fair, it is myself and our third friend that's usually holding us back. I tend to be a little too aggressive. Um, I love to sabotage things. And I will... We should go over the, the team composition. Okay, so you are the sniper. Yes. Uh, I am the, the panther, so I, li I like to turn invisible and stab people to death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then our other, uh, our other buddy is... Our other far. You you are correct. When you just Nine. talk your way through it, I I almost didn't pick up on it, and I think you did it earlier in the episode too. And I fucking I was gonna call you out, but then I was like, nah, I don't know. It's on you. You it is on you me. like to police yourself. I know. I'm a I self policer. I I'm a fucking cheater. You are. I'm a liar and a thief. You're unbelievable. This is like rounders. <laughs> you know, you're the guy you want to cheat at cards. Uh, there and was he's the assault class. Yes, the assault class. Right. Uh, with his fart grenades. There mm. is one member of our team, and we are on a very difficult mission, way above, way out of our league. Um, and we were doing all right in the beginning, but this team member really mm -hmm. fucked us. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that team member is you. The listener. Nope. No, you. we weren't playing with listeners. No, you. Oh, yes. me? Yeah. Look, you're, you're it wasn't my fault that the game is broken. It is funny because there is, some, there is something with this game with my character alone. Uh, nobody else deals with this. It is just my guy. <laughs> I will step over the smallest pebble and instantly it puts me in a forever falling motion where my arms and legs are just flailing in the air. It looks like I'm doing some like like fucking off-Broadway fucking play. It's it's very weird. Everybody get up, get up the door. Everybody do the dinosaur. <laughs> so weird. Gotta get up, get on the floor. Everybody do the dinosaur. And the one issue with this game is there is no suicide. You you can't kill yourself in this game. So no. if you're stuck in that animation, you're fucked. You have to like you have to kick out of the game and come back in. I started this mission with seven grenades. <laughs> And I oh used all of them on you to, yes. to kill you and bring you back. But every five minutes, I was finding myself in like this like forever falling animation. This what? Forever falling forever, animation. Forever? For error? Well, it, it was is, an error. It is an error. Yeah. That's what I... Hmm. Fuck. An eight. So, 
if I had to choose one like major drawback to this game for myself personally, it has been that glitch. You were losing your I shit. I was not happy. I was I was two seconds away from just shutting it off and going to sleep. I I had to turn my chat volume down because you kept screaming. <laughs> Dude, I was not happy. I don't think I've I'm trying to think if I've been that upset recently, like playing a game. Wildlands. But that was more because we would just get fucking wiped out. Yeah, but this is like this isn't my fault. It's not like a party. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's nobody in the party that's fucking up. This was nobody's fault but the games. And it is dude, it's like beyond frustrating because like we're trying to complete this objective. And every five minutes I'm getting stuck in this animation. And now it's pulling one of you, mainly you, to come over to me and drop a grenade down my pants to fucking explode <laughs> me. So I can respawn. And I think one of the things that they fixed was the idea that, like, when you respawn on another person, that um, you're you 10 spawn, kilometers away. You're so far away, and I think they fixed that. So hopefully that's another issue that's been resolved. But, yeah, there, there's just a, a significant problem with the game where they know, they had to know right out of the gate that there were going to be issues, that you were going to get trapped in, like, a, in a situation where, like, you, you were just stuck. You know, like you fall through the floor or you're in an animation that you can't break and there's no way to get out of it because it's happened to me single player too. And you're really fucked. There's no way to get right. around you gotta it. And you got to log down. out yeah. and log back in and it's a pain in the balls. So hopefully that's been uh, corrected with this patch. All right. Which if you're listening to this, it came out last week. Yes. Right? Yes. It was last week. So uh, we have this giveaway that we're running to the end of the month. Uh, give us a five on the apples uh, with a disparaging comment. And uh, shoot us an email, uh, and you will get some creme brulee, mm-hmm. a hand-drawn slash written something by myself. And I think I'm going to write it on the show. So you don't want to make it personal, that only that person knows what it is. Yeah, it's going to be personal, but I think uh, I'm going to do it while we record. Oh, okay. And maybe you can give a play-by-play of what I'm doing. Oh, that's a good idea. I like to really build up the suspense yeah, yeah, of yeah. this fucking ridiculous shit that I'm going to send out. Good. Uh, and we're doing this Halloween thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, with the giveaway, we're also giving away uh, a tin of The Haunting by Warped Seagars and Cornell and Deal. Excellent. Uh, and then check us out on Halloween for uh, Creep Show 2. That should be a lot of fun. Yes. So... Uh, to Ardbeg. Possibly my favorite roughly $50 scotch. Possibly. Two smoking English with it. GLPs. Is a common occurrence on the show. To an interview with GLPs. Ooh. Yes, yes. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Who the fuck would talk to us? Nobody. I don't even want to talk to us. It's horrible. To Pottery Barn. Everybody should shop there. <laughs> to Everybody. Dice. Empire.